I'm Taylor Allgood from the University of Cincinnati, and this is a Woman Identified Podcast. All right. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Woman Identified Podcast. Woman Identify is a title I derived from the term Woman Identified Woman. This is a class term from my sophomore year of college that quickly became one of my most life-altering mantras. Coined by radical lesbians in 1970, the idea calls out women's inability to self-identify in a society controlled by heteronormative systems that enforce their ideas about womanhood. In essence, this manifesto sparked a liberation movement and helped shape a new lens from which we view the meaning of being a woman. So each week, I will discuss a different topic with my guest of the week. The purpose of each episode is to discuss difficult or unique topics in an easy and accessible way. Finally, I will end each episode with a special performance of my spoken word poetry as it relates to, or at least in part, to the topic of the week. So with that, I am so excited to be your host, and I really hope that my audience, no matter how big or small, gets as much out of this as I do. So a little bit about me. My name, as I mentioned, is Taylor Allgood. I am a fourth year here at the University of Cincinnati, double majoring in international affairs and political science. But I also have two minors as well in French and women's gender and sexuality studies. So kind of more about my direct passions and with what I'm studying. Um, I'm really interested in the international political side of things as it relates to feminism. So in our field, we call this international feminist politics. So I really want to do policy work on a broad worldwide level, um, particularly helping marginalized communities, including those of women. So I was inspired to start my own podcast last um, spring because my good friend and classmate Angie Bolin um, had asked me to be a guest on her podcast through um, Bearcast Media titled Now You See Me. And so that was my first ever experience of, you know, actually being a guest on someone's live podcast. Um, before that, I had only ever listened to some. So it was really cool being on the other side of things and seeing, you know, I can not only listen to different podcasts I like, I can use my voice and create one as well. So that kind of gave me the idea that I wanted to start my own podcast. And Angie was super supportive about it, um, gave me all the tools. We met up a few times, talked through how I could start my own. And the real question that was left was, what's going to be the topic? And uh, it took me a long time, I feel like, to think about what I wanted to make the topic of my show because I wanted it to be you know, intentional and I wanted it to be relatable, but I didn't want it to be too like dark or serious. I wanted it to have like a lighthearted, you know, aspect that allowed people from all walks of life to be able to just 
tune in and listen to when they're trying to escape and they're trying to relax. So in essence, that's kind of what brought me to the idea of Woman Identified. And I really want to stress that the title of the show is selfishly for me, not for my audience. I think this show is for everyone, whether you're woman identified or not. Um, I welcome anyone and everyone to listen to my show because I think it covers important topics that relate to everyone, no matter who you are. Um, But the term woman identified is just to highlight the fact that I'm addressing these topics through my perspective, through my set of eyes as well, um, and offering the advice um, as best I can from my perspective and from the perspective of my special guests. So (laughs) that was a lot of rambling, but now we're going to introduce the coolest freaking guest that I could ever have, my bestie, Dre. (laughs) Hey, Dre. Hey, girl. So tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your majors, what you're interested in, things Mm -hmm. like that. Okay, well, first off, I love this podcast. Thank you for having me. I love what the podcast is all about. Thank you. I love you in general and your vibe. So this is going to be great. Can't wait for it to expand and see what you really do with it in the future. Oh, thank you. So Taylor and I actually met through the Bearcast Pantry. We met through work, but we'll talk about that story in a little bit, in a little bit. But I am a fourth year psychology major at UC Bachelors of Arts and Sciences. And truthfully, I picked psychology because I just love the way people think. I love picking people's brains. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm having a good conversation that's very stimulating with someone, I want to be like, why? Why do you think like that? I want you to explain it to me and let me know why. And, you know, psychology is so broad as well. Like you can do children, you can do adults you can do like oh there's just so much there's so much it's such a broad just very I could just see myself doing so much in the future Mm -hmm. that um I don't want to just stick to psychology like I feel like I have more than one passion I just feel like I haven't unlocked all of them yet Mm -hmm. I feel like it's meant for me to tap into them at different like phases in my life if that makes sense have you heard of the phrase jack of all trades master of none I feel like I have, but like, no, I don't know. That's what it's, that's what that's kind of giving me is that you just like have so many passions mm-hmm. that you just want to explore them all. Like, yeah. You don't have to be a master at everything, yeah, you know, exactly. you can dip your feet into everything. Exactly. Like right now it's psychology, but next it could be esthetician or next it could Period. be architecture yep, yep, or it could be yep. interior designer. Like I can't just pick one thing. I don't know. I just am always surprising myself. So I'm ready for the next surprise. And opportunities are endless for women who go after their dreams. Exactly. Exactly. Period. (laughs) And Dre didn't even mention this, but she's like a genius with astrology. (laughs) Um, She's literally a walking chart reader. (laughs) So, yeah, if you ever have any questions about um, yourself, others, their signs, go to Dre because she'll be able to tell you a thing or two about X, Y, and Z. Okay. For real. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but without further ado, we've been talking for a little bit. So let's get into our topic, okay. shall we? So this topic is instantly a topic I knew Dre had to talk about with me because I feel like, you know, Dre's a Scorpio. I'm a Taurus. We're sister <laughs> signs. You know, we get each other on a deeper level. <laughs> And I feel like we that allows us to have like really deep conversations about things, really deep and like meaningful conversations. And one topic that I really think 
that we could start with and build upon in this episode is outgrowing people. Now, that can mean outgrowing friends, outgrowing partners, outgrowing loved ones, even outgrowing parts of your old self. So it really is a broad term when we're talking about outgrowing, but I think we're intentionally leaving it that broad so that we can expand and show you all the ways that you can outgrow and why we outgrow and, you know, just talking through that. Okay, so what I want to know is, what is your definition about growing? Like, whenever you mm. think for you, I want to know what you think. I want to know. Like, what is your definition about growing? Like, let's say in a situation when it comes to outgrowing a friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you went to high school, you know, you have your high school friends, you go to college, and therefore... You and your high school friends become distant. Mm-hmm. I think that's a form of outgrowing people, but it's not because the love's still not there. You didn't have good memories with one another, but it's more or less like we're growing apart because we're living in two different realities that are apart from one another. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think you hit it exactly on the head. To me, outgrowing is always seen so negatively, but Mm -hmm. I don't always see it as a negative thing. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would rather describe it as inevitable. Yeah. And with outgrowing people, I feel like how you said, we have, we all have different realities. There's times in our life that are, you know, meant to overlap. And I think there's just times in our lives when, You know, we have to veer apart from people for Mm -hmm. one reason or another. And I don't always think that it has to be a bad or sad thing. You know what I mean? I think of it as like not everyone's meant to be a part of your journey. Mm -hmm. We meet people at the right time when we're supposed to. And they'll either teach us a lesson. They'll either come along with us along the journey or we'll probably never speak or see them again. You can meet someone for 15 minutes and never see them again. Like, I have a question. So yes. how, um, how do you come to terms with the fact that people have the right to outgrow you? This is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in the deep ones today. We're, in, we're starting strong, baby. <laughs> Hello. This is the difficult. This is difficult because one thing about me personally is I whenever I think about people that I really care about and have made genuine connections with it, like the thought of them like not being in my life and possibly not being in my future. Like, I don't want to even think like that. Like, I just it hurts my heart. Like, I just don't like it. But part of me also realizes that we are humans. We're ever-changing beings. Mm -hmm. People are going to be a different person next week. Like, we can reshape the way we think, the way we want to go about our lives. We can wake up one day and think we want to move somewhere else and just go and do it and start a new life. Like, I just got to realize that we're not permanent in people's lives because we're not permanent people. We're not permanent beings. Like, we're going to to be gone one day. So. I'm going to have to accept that and just enjoy them right now. I'm trying to be more present in my life. I think that's a problem for me, too, mm-hmm. is as much as I try to be in the present, I'm such a future yeah. thinker. I'm, and it's easy to be like yeah. that. We're conditioned to think like that. 
yeah, and it's just, it's hard for me to accept too mm-hmm. when I feel like people, you know, can outgrow me at some points mm-hmm. because, you know, relationships, as much as we try to be on the same page, they, you know, can progress or not progress or Basically, two people can be on very different pages in a yeah. relationship. It happens often, yeah. quite actually. <laughs> yes. But f- whether it's a friendship or a relationship, sometimes it's just hard to grapple with the fact that, like, you might be a little bit more attached to the other person yeah. or you might be giving a little bit more or or vice versa or you might be giving a little bit less yeah. I feel like people don't like to talk about that too yeah. but let's talk about the times when we yeah. gave a little bit less we do there will be times where I have no emotion left towards a person or something or any type of situation one day and I notice like someone else does and then I feel guilty like why do I feel like this and I'm sure if the roles were switched the other person probably feels the same way it's like at that point you've got to go with the way you feel like you can't force it mm-hmm. anymore like that's just not good for you yeah you have to come to terms with a lot of things that's what i think our issue is as people like we just can't come to terms with anything <laughs> we just can't <laughs> no and i feel like that's why we also stay in on the topic of outgrowing people i feel like that's why sometimes we stay in situations that we don't need to be in for too long because we can't accept that change and we can't come to terms with things aren't fitting our desires like of reality. And then that's making our growth be stunted. Like it's not progressing Mm -hmm. in any way. Yeah. I have another question. So why do you think we outgrow friends or partners, friends or partners? Like, Hmm. Hmm. I guess it really depends on the individual, both individuals. Um, For me personally, if I feel like I'm growing apart from someone, it's because there's not a balance in a relationship. Like uh, maybe I'm putting in more effort than you are and like my needs aren't being met. I'm not very confrontational, so I just let that pile and pile and pile, and then I'll just leave mm-hmm. and just disappear, which is not good. I'm working on that very much. But um, after that, like, I'll start to just—that makes me learn something, though. One, that I need to be better at confrontation, just say how I feel. Maybe the relationship could be changed, and I could probably still have that person in my life now. Mm-hmm. But then I also think, like, okay, but at the same time, you're noticing a pattern of what people are doing because you've seen it happen in other friendships as you've grown. So it's making me think, as a person, I'm attracting that type of behavior towards me. I think it definitely does depend on individuals and the relationship that they maintain with one another. So personally for me, I think that we outgrow friendships because... I think we're meant to have different friends at different stages of our lives at like what age we are, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Like you have your elementary friends and you have your middle school friends and you have your high school friends and you have your college friends and your college friends. You might meet your adult group of friends that you would care with you for the rest of your life. So I think people are temporary in a sense. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that the people aren't permanent, Mm -hmm. like our mortality isn't even permanent so Mm -hmm. it we're bound to change and grow and meet new people and make new communities we have to find our destined family so like essentially you think that it's just more to do with the divine timeline of Mm -hmm. things and 
you know, it's predestined. Like, yeah. you're either meant to be with this person or you're not. Right. And the people that you meet are going to elevate you in so many different ways. And yeah. those are the people you make connections with and grow with. <laughs> Do you think that anyone, no matter... I know you're into astrology, too. Mm. So, like, think about all parts of this, like, okay. in this question, like... Do you think that anyone can make it work, can be together, no matter what their, you know... Signs are. Signs are, no matter what their priorities are. Like, do you think that anyone, like, has the power to make it work? Or do you think that it's, like, it's already preset? Like, you guys are too different. It's not going to work. I think everyone can make it work, truthfully. Really? Sometimes I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's not going to work. You can only be with them and no. I think even astrology-wise, like, every sign can go together. People are like, you can't be with this and you can't be with this. There's going to be trials, but that's, like, every relationship. Like, before we were even talking about astrology and things like that, we were unconsciously, like, casually dating people and things like that. And it, it was either working or it wasn't. Like, I really think anybody can be with anybody if you really care about them, you really have genuine love for them. Mm-hmm. But it definitely you make anything work. It definitely takes two-way effort. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And patience. No. But not too much patience. <laughs> yeah, because that leads that kind of leads that me can to another you, thought yeah. I had, like having too much patience or like yeah. having not enough patience. Like, yeah. do you think that people kind of move on too quickly from things nowadays in the name of, you know, self-care, like yeah. wanting to like cut things off prematurely and like yeah. stick to their boundaries too early or do you think that this is what we should have been doing all along mm-hmm. it's like i can see both sides i always mm-hmm. see both sides of things because sometimes i feel like if you meet someone and you have that feeling that they're not good for you and you like see that they're not good for you and you just cut it off what's wrong with that but then there's sometimes where we need to slow down and think about the situation and how it's playing out and if it's up to our wants and needs and why not test it out and try it why not be patient with it try it Mm -hmm. i don't know it really depends on how you feel what do you feel i always say listen to your body what do you feel Mm -hmm. don't let anybody else tell you how to feel that's our issue we're always asking other people but nobody's you so that's facts that's facts but like say in a hypothetical situation Mm. like you're with someone who you are starkly different from. You're yeah. like noticeably different from. Yeah. Like how friend or relationship, mm-hmm. how do you get along and respect someone else's, you know, personal boundaries without mm-hmm. compromising your own? Like, for example, what if um the the boyfriend that you're with mm-hmm. or the boyfriend that you're talking to, you know, says that he isn't a big PDA guy. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to, for the purpose of this, I know you're not very big into PDA I'm either, not, but, I'm not. <laughs> but think about, just think about this example. Okay. 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 Let's say you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and you hate PDA. Mm-hmm. You can't stand PDA. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that you really stand by. It embarrasses you. It does something to you. You mm-hmm. just don't like it. Mm-hmm. But someone that you're talking to, they need that. That's mm-hmm. reassurance to them. That's everything to them. That 
is essential to the relationship and it's a deal breaker for them. How do you respect your own boundaries without, you know, affecting or disrespecting theirs? Or like, how do you respect their boundaries without compromising your own? So I like that you brought this up. I had a little boo in high school and he actually loved PDA. He was very just open in public. He did not care. And like you said, I don't like it. So one thing that I had to learn with him was that it needed to be a balance of both. Like, I'll do it. I'll do the PDA, whatever. I'll hold your hand. We can do a little kiss. But I don't want to do it often. Like, whenever I'm not in the mood for it, can you respect that? Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, you have to learn with people. You have to, like... Or you when you're having, like, a decent day yeah. and they look like they need some more reassurance. Right. Just, like, offering it to them exactly. because you can. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I had to realize it's not all about me, so... If when you're in a relationship, it's two people. It's not just one. You have to think about their wants and needs as well, and yours too, of course. Put yourself first always, but their wants and needs come as well. Like you're, you're not one, but you're still a unit together in a way. Like mm-hmm. you're your own individuals, but you still choose to be together. So, mm-hmm. why can't you listen to one another? Do what one another want to do. Sometimes just be balanced with one another. And I feel like that's really one of the biggest factors that like drives people to outgrow each other, Mm -hmm. not just in relationships, but also in friendships as Mm -hmm. well is like that imbalance Mm -hmm. of compromise. Mm -hmm. When it starts becoming too one-sided, it throws off the balance of things. And I feel like since relationships in any form, romantic or platonic, there is a level of respect that both people must feel Mm -hmm. a level of respect and comfort that relationship to thrive because humans they need things and like if you feel like you're not getting something useful or meaningful out of a relationship there's no reason to really be in it and I think that's why so many people decide to move on to some extent is that like you know their needs essentially aren't being Mm -hmm. met exactly if you're unhappy why are you even in it I always say if you're unhappy and you have no trust what's the point Mm mm-hmm you also have to trust people. If you feel like you don't trust them, of course you're going to outgrow them. Why would you want to be around someone you don't trust? So how would you, like, categorize or where would you place yourself, like, on the topic of outgrowing? Like, how does it play a role in your life? Like, do you feel like you outgrow people quite often? Do you feel like it's hard for you to outgrow people? Like, where do you kind of stand with it all? It used to be hard for me to outgrow people, but as I've gotten older, it's gotten easier um, because I've started to realize that life's going to go on with or without anyone. Mm-hmm. And that might sound a little harsh, but it's true because, I, you know, death is real and I've experienced that in my life firsthand. So I know that, you know, life goes on with or without people. Mm-hmm. So I've had to realize that I'm allowed to feel how I feel and be upset about the situation and dwell on it as long as I want to. But when it's time to go and move on, like, I'm going to be okay in the end of the day. So as you get older, you know, stuff starts to get more serious in a way. You can't really be dragged down by other people. So, yeah, I do outgrow people fast. <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> I might be a little deep, but it's true. No, I mean, I think this is, you know, what I want to get through in the show i yeah i'm not a surface level talker sorry no and that's what we love snaps to that because i love being able to peer peel back 
layers mm. with people mm. and understand things beyond the surface level. Mm. So I appreciate your vulnerability and mm. you opening up and sharing these different stories because people can't just learn from surface level things. Yeah. They need to understand it. They need to feel it in their exactly. bones. And it's also like, it's not like the love's still not there. There's still love for those people. Like they shape you in some way. You always learn something from somebody else and you take that with you. And that's amazing that we can even do that. Connecting with people, relationships in general, you always learn something and it builds up you as you get older into your more mature self, I would say, your higher self. Do you have, do you have like any coping mechanisms or like what do you do to like what do you tell yourself or what do you practice or yes. what do you do physically to get yourself out of a situation okay so whenever I'm feeling very 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 just down and feel like I'm in the depths I always I journal a lot I'm really into journaling have you, you ever are journaled? have you journaled you I've journal? journaled I just need to stay more consistent with it because mm-hmm. you know life gets in the way but like mm-hmm. I really do enjoy writing like mm-hmm. I love writing actually yeah. so I don't know why I don't have a journal right yeah, now you need to get one I love to journal and just free write and whatever like whatever my hand starts to write that's just what's going on in my brain like I don't even put any thought into it I don't want to overthink anything I want to know what I really feel so journaling has been very good. I like to stretch sometimes, but I'm not that good at it. We talked about that. I'm not that good at stretching. <laughs> I tried uh, throwback to, to when <laughs> throwback to when you like broke your oh hip doing gosh. a toe touch or something. Yes, we got locked out of the, the office. <laughs> we got locked out of the office, and I was trying to do a I don't even know a little high kick. And I pulled my hammy, I think. I thought I pulled my hammy. No, you really did because you couldn't walk for days. You were so bent after that. But I don't know. As far as like to wrap up this topic, I am just kind of like trying to think about where are like the most notable kind of experiences from where from when I have outgrown people in my Mm -hmm. life. And I think the most important thing that I have to remember is that every time I've outgrown a situation that was no longer serving me, I ended up in a better position. Mm, Yeah. And I don't just mean physically, but I mean mentally, like spiritually, like some situations that were so hard to get through, being able to be in this chair, this position being a student at UC now and just looking back on all that you've had to outgrow and overcome, it really does do something for you. Um, and uh, I f- <laughs> I'm getting emotional. Oh, girl. No, that's true, though. Like, literally, you were, we're about to graduate college. Like, Stop. <laughs> It's like, I'm not saying life's getting real or anything, but it's like, we just wait for the beautiful opportunities that are about to start approaching our lives as we mature. You know, we have some time. Um, I just, I really want to open up the show to being vulnerable and I think that I'm going to try each week to be vulnerable with my audience in some way shape or form and kind of share you know a personal story of how the topic may or you know may not relate to me um and so 
with that, I guess I would kind of say that my categorization of outgrowing people has been largely friendships. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been in many relationships mm-hmm. over the course of my life, or at least serious ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See. Um, <laughs> no shade. But no shade. But I feel like I've outgrown a lot of friendships and you know, some bad, some good, mm-hmm. some with happy endings, some mm-hmm. with, you know, not happy endings. Yeah. And what I still remind myself though is that I've come out of that situation changed, better, mm-hmm. more resilient, more confident in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. So it's never really a bad situation that you get out of that you don't get something greater out of. Yes. And I think that's what kind of inspired me to um, talk about this topic is really just thinking over the course of my life, some close friends, some people who I thought would be in my life forever. Um, when in reality, you know, life just had other plans for us. And no matter how it ended um, or how we grew apart, you know, it's still just such a beautiful and interesting thing to see where we all turn out, you know? Yeah. I love that. So I have a tweet, actually, that I want to read. It's by this astrologer. His name is Planet Mari, and I oh. love his page. But he tweeted, you aren't outgrowing people. You are just growing apart from them, changing, creating new interests, coming into who you are. Everyone just grows differently, and that should be enough. And I thought that was beautiful because, yeah, everyone is growing. So it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't they? We're all on our own journey, like I said before. So I think, like you said, being able to take things from all the situations and people that we have met is a beautiful thing. And, you know, everyone's always sad about it at first. But eventually you look back and you're like, okay. like, Yeah, and I think... My final thought on this is just that, you know, I think it comes down to a matter of perspective and how we're looking at Mm -hmm. the act of outgrowing someone. If you look at it in a negative way and you dwell on it, I don't think you'll get as much from it as you're intended to. I think how we should really start viewing the act of outgrowing people is knowing and accepting the fact that, like, okay... This is the time when your life is supposed to change and when better opportunities are supposed to come to you. And this isn't part of your current story anymore. And I think when we start to see outgrowing people and outgrowing situations as like a process to look forward to and to embrace, I feel like that's when it will start being viewed in a more realistic way. Because like I said, outgrowing people isn't always bad no it leads you to great things and you know even if it doesn't you might fall for a little bit and you know feel down but then you always rise back up yeah i always say show gratitude for everything everything like people that you meet just for five minutes like show gratitude for that maybe you were meant to meet them for those five minutes or that 24 hours Mm -hmm. everything's just supposed (laughs) to be (laughs) No, that's 
That's so true. I'm always saying I'm I'm always whenever I told you I write my journal, I'm always writing like I'm grateful for the people that I know now, like right now, like I'm grateful for everything right now. Because I can guarantee there's not been a situation that I was meant to stay in. Yeah. That I've stayed in because life, the universe has a way of bringing you out of situations that you're not supposed to be in. Like if you just trust that like life as we know it, as it happens to us, like, yes, I do believe that we create our reality in some ways, but I think overall, like in the general path of life, when like little road bumps come up, I think it's important and necessary to know that those are necessary for our growth. Like, yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like, I feel like personally, you know, you know beforehand, but if you choose to ignore the reality of it, you will be shown. And that's okay. Sometimes we have to bump our heads first. Growing is inevitable. And I I think when you start to realize that outgrowing is inevitable, you start to fear it less and you start to embrace it more. I feel like I want to add to yours. Do it. Do it. Like you said, outgrowing is inevitable. I would say connecting is beautiful. Outgrowing is inevitable. That would be ours put together. Mm. Like connecting with others is so beautiful. So we should be grateful that we're able to do that. Whether we outgrow them or not, we connected and we learned something from that. And that's beautiful. So, Oh, I love that. <laughs> Dre, thank you so much for being the guest on my first thank podcast you for episode. Me be the first guest. Like, that's crazy. I can't wait to see, like, what you do with this. <sighs> this was, this could not have gone better. We have had fun. a few redos, but ultimately I feel like we made some really yeah. fire points. This was a learning experience. This is nice. This is therapeutic. This is kind of like a way to heal yourself in a way. You know what I mean? You're just free Isn't talking. It? Yeah. With a cool girl. With a cool standing mic yeah. and a cool girl. Yeah. Hey, right, well, that concludes this portion of today's episode. Thank you so much, Dre, for your contribution to this discussion. Thank you. I me. I love the talks that we have. Like we be having the deepest conversations yes. 24-7, no matter yes. what time of day it is. Dre and I will get into some deep <laughs> shit. Like, no cap. So thank you so much um for being my first guest. It means thank a lot. You for I having like, me as ah! your first guest. This discussion was honestly amazing. But before we close, I do want to leave you all with a poetry reading of mine. This comes from 2016, 2017, maybe. Um, when I was a teenager. Um, this actually has to do with a friend group, um, actually one of the most and first transforming moments of my life when I kind of reevaluated my identity and, you know, re-identified, you know, groups Mm -hmm. and places that I wanted to belong to, how I wanted to identify myself, um, who I wanted to associate with. And after a pretty, um, sad, I would say situation that I, you know, endured at the hands of my friends who were, you know, bullies at the time. Um, It really left me with a lot of emotional damage. And because of that, I made the decision to start a new group of friends to make my way through high school, um, you know, stay involved in the things that I wanted to, no matter what people thought about me, you know, no matter what crap I got for wanting to be a theater kid or whatever, like it really didn't matter to me. Um, And so this, you know, 
poem kind of relates to the feelings I felt as a child, you know, not being included um, and then kind of, you know, using that as inspiration to forge my own path and outgrow the people who are no longer serving me. I love it. That's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) I'm excited to hear. And also, don't judge me because this poem was written so long ago. I'm so much better of a poet now. I didn't now. Even know you've been writing poetry <laughs> for that long. A little secret. I have okay. been writing poetry for a long time. And we'll, we'll learn more about that later in the season. All right. So without further ado, cake. I was late to the party. My invitation got lost in translation. Maybe it was never even made. Still, I went to the party, stuck my finger in the cake for a taste of its goodness, shared my gifts with those who couldn't understand them. In the corner, they went. So I'm hosting a party to celebrate the death of who I was and who I longed to be, no longer looking for invitations to unwanted friendships, no longer sharing pieces of myself and wrapping them with a pretty bow. I hope you will attend. There will be cake. Taylor, I love poetry. Wow. Uh, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. I like cringe when I hear it partially because I was so young, but like a part of me still loves that poem and like really wants to comfort um, the Taylor I was when I wrote it. Yeah, you know, that's definitely healing your inner child. Wow. That's beautiful. You have the perfect like poetry voice. Like, I don't even know how you describe oh, that, but like it's it flows so smoothly. Like, wow. I love it. Stuff like that moves me. Like, that's that passion that people are missing. (laughs) For sure. For sure. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, once again, Dre, thank you so much for joining me on my first episode. It means the world to me. But with that, this week's episode has come to a close. Thank you so much for tuning in to Women Identified. See you next week.